<clears throat> Greetings, travelers. It's your girl, Bailey. <laughs> I'm Danny. <laughs> and I've got a question for you. What is it? Are they there yet? Will we ever answer the question of who is they? No. No. <laughs> is it us? Is it cryptids? Is it who knows? The people? Who knows? The it's travelers? Been, it's been a long day. It's been a long weekend. It has. Uh, this is the third episode we're recording in 24 hours. Woo! And it's a marathon. And it's about to be uh, four, hopefully, by the end of tonight. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> That's the goal. Um, we're trying to get ahead because we've been having a lot of uh, difficult. I don't know if we've explained this yet. I think oh, we have yeah. a lot of like technical difficulties when we record like separately. And so today, I think we said this in the previous episode that came out a week ago. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> we're in the same room together, so we had an opportunity to. It's still Bailey's birthday. Yeah, I'm eating my cake right now. Ooh, I kind of want some. It's <laughs> um, it's alright. Wow. I don't know. It was gifted to me by a coworker. <laughs> um, I don't know where she got it from. I don't necessarily recognize the brand. Yeah, it's it's a high. Interesting. I. Right. I'm not really a cake person. I love a good cake. I do. I would rather eat like a cookie or a brownie. I prefer a cupcake over a cake cake. So about the ratio of like icing to. Oh, see, I'm the person that. Um, Likes all the icing off the cupcake and just eats the cake. Yeah, I, I have to eat them separately because I don't really love icing that much. Well, this is this is red velvet cake, so it's a cream cheese frosting. It's just a little different, but yeah, cream cheese frosting is the superior frosting. Uh, I like a whipped icing. But you're wrong. <laughs> Buttercream is the worst. Buttercream, yeah. Actually, my family always. Typically goes for buttercream. Everyone goes for buttercream because it's the easiest, but yeah. I, I I love whipped. I think whipped is too airy for me. Anyway, I this think is I like it because it's <laughs> cream cheese. I only like in this circumstance because it's so thick and rich. Yeah, I want. Some, I don't really like. <laughs> I like this, but in other contexts, I don't like frosting, so I want something lighter. Yeah. So whipped icing. Anyways, <laughs> what's my cake preferences? So next year when December rolls around, you guys want to send me cake? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> you can send me baby's cake. <laughs> um, so we're in Iowa. <laughs> you hear scraping. It's because I'm trying to finish this bowl. You're scraping. You also might hear catting. This cat really wants alcohol still. Um... <laughs> Bailey has a small drink. It's her 23rd and she's celebrating. Yes. And Harley would also like a small drink. <laughs> There's also baby being put down to bed, so lots of noises again this one, but we're living with it. We're working with it. Um, Iowa is pretty cool. Iowa is actually the safest state in the United States of America. Because nobody lives there. Probably because nobody lives there. <laughs> So have we ever been that. respectful to a state? I don't think we should. <laughs> <laughs> this is America. I have the freedom to hate you all. <laughs> this is America. What's that? Charge screen game song? Yeah. That. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I can't even think about it though. I think Charge Screen Medium. Something like that. Um, the house that inspired Grant Wood's famous painting, American Gothic, stands in mm. Eldon, Iowa. 
It's a top selfie spot, and visitors are encouraged to copy the pose in, of the people that are featured in the painting. That's the older man of pitch pitchfork. Yeah, 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 exactly. That is American Gothic. Yeah. He's got, I think, I believe he has glasses, pitchfork, with a lady standing next to him. I see you. Yes. When you, when you said just a famous painting, I was like, okay, I don't care. Like a famous painting you know, of a house. Grant Wood specifically is a name of an artist that I actually know. I don't know a lot of artist names. I literally have taken an art history course. Bailey and I took it together. <laughs> but I, artist names always slip my mind. Artists like painting artists as well as musical artists and actors. I'm an actress myself. I don't I don't remember actors' names. So Maylene's left the station to go pick up some plastic from Harley. So welcome back, dude. Yeah, there's a Target bag on the floor and oh, yeah. Harley loves plastic bags. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying Do to sneak you, away. Why'd you call me out? I'm sorry. You're coming back. That's why I called you out. <laughs> do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Yeah, so there's that. Iowa, this one, it was baffling to me. Iowa is the largest corn-producing state in the country. Why does that surprise you? Not Nebraska. Every time someone talks about shucking corn, it's about Nebraska. I think it's a yeah. you thing. No! It's ever... Okay, and... and uh, it's a lot of people, but also it's like my sister and Nathan, because somebody that we know moved to Nebraska and we don't particularly love him. <laughs> and so we say, go back and chuck some corn. Gotcha. Get out of here and go chuck some corn. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Iowa is home to one of the world's most crooked streets. It's located in Burlington and it's called Snake Alley. It was made to like uh, replicate kind of French and English roadways. How they? It's cobblestone, I believe. It's very fancy. It's you very know fancy. for it to resemble England. I do mention it, and it's very fitting. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm so glad I was on my list. <laughs> uh, so my fifth and final fact is that sliced bread was invented in Iowa. Wonder bread. Yeah. Was it Wonder bread? Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> sliced bread, nonetheless. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. It's the best thing since sliced bread. Iowa is the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Iowa is sliced bread. So it came before sliced bread. Yeah. I think Betty White came before sliced, sliced bread. bread. <laughs> I think so. I think I've heard that I think before. when she, like, passed, they were like, things Betty White is, like, older than. That's horrifying. <laughs> so. Like, I, I, the concept of, like, cell phones not existing, easy. That's easy to me. Cell phone not existing, computer not existing, um, lighting not existing, a little bit further. Cell phones not existing as a little out there, smartphones. Yeah. Like, I can't, I my earliest memories, my parents had some sort of cell phone. These t they were like a two yeah. by three, tiny little thing that like only could text and call. Smartphones, though, I remember like yes. a time without. Well, I, I don't remember a time without smartphones. When I was about cell phones. 13 or so. My first phone was a sliding, one of those sliding phones that slid and then the keyboard was under there. So that was my first phone. It was green. I forget the brand. It was probably like Motorola or something. We <laughs> <laughs> also had a house phone at my house. Yes. So. We had a house phone. I still remember the house phone number. We don't live there anymore. <laughs> and that landline has been cut off for so long. Call it. I feel like somebody else has that number now. So if that's your number and you're using our Kroger points, um, <laughs> <laughs> our Kroger account is still attached to that phone number. Oh, fun. So when I go in, I type a landline number that doesn't exist anymore. Really? Yeah. Still? Yep. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm like saying it in my head, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. It might everyone be... will use your Kroger points. That, it, might, it might be someone's number now. I don't, I don't know. I wonder if they like want Kroger for, and they're like, why is my number connected to a different phone? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Wow. Um, I think my first phone, I either got one of my parents like tiny little yeah. hand-me-downs or it was this purple touch screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a very like early version of a smartphone. I didn't yeah. really have apps, but I think I could could connect to the internet on it. My sister Julia, the one that's just a step older than me, she actually ended up with my oldest sister's hand me down. But like, mm-hmm. so I had my slidey phone, and that was actually shared between me and Julia for a couple mm-hmm. of years because they couldn't afford more than one phone for the two of us. <laughs> and then. I ended up with that phone and Julia had kind of a different like one screen with the keyboard below it kind of typey phone. Mm. And then I ended up with that one and Julia got my oldest sister's touchscreen phone that was kind of like two apps on it and, yeah. and, and like mostly just call and text, but yes. it was fancy. Yeah, I think I, I, no, I had a touchscreen and then I had one that, you know, you flipped the keyboard down and it was a full yeah. keyboard. But I think I did my parents, the little one my parents had. Um, was just like the the number pad, so you had to like, Is that one to, yeah, to get one to your things. Yeah, texting <laughs> took forever. Yeah, I don't miss those days. Um, and I think I might have even gone back to it for a little bit in middle school because oh. I had an iPhone at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I ruined my iPhone with salt water because I got I went it was in my pocket and I walked into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> so and once it gets wet with salt water yeah it's ruined there's no getting it back. and it was like day one of vacation so we were good work baby <laughs> i that's why i hated the beach for a long time because my that trip was ruined your life terrible <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, iowa has no beaches no beaches no beaches not, not like not ocean beaches i don't think does it it's landlocked it's landlocked. I believe I saw a fact talking about, though it is a landlocked state, it might have been this state or it might have been a different state I looked up, but I believe it was Iowa that has a, an island. There's an island in Iowa, oh. and there are residents of the island in Iowa, I think. I might look it up later. Um, I'll jump into mine, and we'll start with my little, little phrase. Um, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's actually a... Um, I'm not actually sure what that is. Same. <laughs> so let's start in Bedford, Iowa, uh, August 11th, 1887. The quarter was doing something. We don't really get the specifics on what this man was doing. Awesome. But he was out kind of in the middle of the day. Don't know why he was outside. But he was when suddenly in the sky, there appeared a, a flying serpent. A what now? A flying serpent. Cool. He said it was writhing and twisting. So it had protruding eyes and a forked, forked tongue, mm-hmm. um, a head like a seahorse, um, and great scales covered bo- covered its body and shined in the sunlight. Huh. Um, his body, its body was flat and nearly a foot in width. I believe this sighting was estimated to be fifteen feet in length. Cool. Um, it was said that it flew for a second before landing in Mister Quarter's cornfield, um, and he watched it for a bit before it took off back into the sky. I would really love to know the logistics of this flying serpent because I just can't get an image in my head of how I'm getting like snake tiny wings. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. 
Um, we'll flash forward a few years, I believe, to 19 or 1890. Uh-huh. So it's about three years later. Um, we're in Independence, Iowa. It's about October. And there are actually several sightings around this time of a monster with wings. Okay. A monstrous head with horns. Awesome. Mouth like an alligator's. Oh. Green in color. Mm-hmm. Covered in scales. And I believe in these sightings, whatever this was, had four wings, oh. not two. Because long body, more wings. Um, and so, and I think the first one, you know, it was like brownish. In color oh. this one is a little bit more green okay and then most recently in 2005 a witness named megan i believe her husband was with her might be named dennis i saw that Love somewhere dennis. megan and dennis were were kind of driving through the streets of burlington oh. um in the middle of the night when suddenly it appeared it was like a 10-foot snake uh with bat-like wings and the head of a seahorse. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so we've gotten two descriptions of a seahorse head, and then one more of like an alligator and elongated, okay. which a seahorse is still kind of elongated. Yeah. So they, we could all still be kind of talking about the same about picture. the same thing. Yeah. Now, um, note that none of these places are all that close together. Awesome. Um, the I closest two it. are Independence and Burlington, which are still around 150 miles apart, or a little over two hours for those who measure in time. I measure in time. Thank you. I um, mean, those two are the closest. Awesome. Um, so you may have figured it out by, figured it out by now, but um, all of those sightings are what are now considered to be the Iowa dragon or dragons. Oh, multiple, because they look a little different. Just a little different. <laughs> um, personally, from the, these descriptions, this is where I get a little... <clears throat> Actually, <laughs> um, from these descriptions, um, I believe this is a misnomer. Kind of, um, and they were likely seeing, if true, is um, and and why did I not look that up? Um, or amphitheater, um, as it was never actually described with wings or not wings with any sort of leg, just body yes. and wings. So, an amphitheater is recognized as a type of dragon, so like kind of right, kind of wrong, um, with just a long snake like body and wings. Ah. Um, you might also recognize other versions of dragons, like mm-hmm. a, a wyvern, yes. who has wings and hind legs. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes the wings are like drawn sort of as like front paws. So they're still like mm-hmm. look like a quadruped, but they really only have truly back legs. And then what we would like recognize as a dragon dragon has awful legs and wings. Yeah, Charizard. <laughs> yes, Charizard. <laughs> um, you might recognize a multi-headed hydra, yes, also a type of dragon. Or even the wingless drake. So that's mm-hmm. all four legs, but no wings. But um, maybe still flies? Which is that other Pokemon? I wish. Dragonair? <laughs> Dragonite? I'm not a Pokemon person, yes. so I don't really know. <laughs> I sure am. So, dragons, or a sort of flying lizard serpent, have been showcased in mythology or legend like around the world. Yes. Anywhere you go, you're probably going to find something similar in the lore. Um, from the wide eyed dancing lion like creatures of china to the large fire-breathing lizards of english mythos the idea of flying scaly creatures is so widespread i find it hard to believe that there isn't or wasn't something that they're based off of yeah it's gotta be some kind of real i think i, I believe in dragons i think i believe in dragons i love they're dragons. way too widespread to not be yes they're, um, maybe they're like just like dinosaurs dragons kind of the same thing and then like, when i was looking for like 
other options. Um, I'll get to it in just a second. So the earliest written source, I believe, or one of the earliest written sources for dragons is an ancient Indian text called the Rig Veda. Um, and it describes the great dragon Virtra, who had to be killed by a god to release the waters of heaven onto earth. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and of course, the most recent and well-known depictions in the Game of Thrones, which are actually wyverns, not dragons. Yes. Um, or Harry Potter, which I think are a mix of dragon and wyvern, because there's multiple species of dragon. Yeah, there's lots of species like the giant fireball. <laughs> what is this? Uh, the fifth episode with the Harry Potter <laughs> reference? Listen, it's not going to stop. Um, I'll find a way to make Kansas that too. In real life, the 2005 sighting in Iowa with Megan and her husband is one of the most recent supposed sightings, but there may be a few others from around the world. So like in 2001, there may have been a mysterious flying creature reported in Powys, Wales. So it looked like a serpentine dragon, four limbs, about 10 feet in length, a seahorse-like head. Um, So this description comes from a blog who actually took um the um citing from a book and i was so dumb and i just said blank book because i was going to come back to it um <laughs> never came back to it same <laughs> um so from a book apparently um but since it is a blog that means you can head down to the comments <gasps> and so um several people um in the comment section were claiming to have seen a dragon in the sky when they were young, but there is one specifically that I wish to share. Yes. So from Anonymous, mm-hmm. I saw a dragon at the mid-year of 2011. I'm sorry, I have acid reflux. <laughs> it was afternoon, near evening by then. That time, the rain had just stopped and the skies above my home were still filled with dark clouds, but there were some openings within those dark clouds which let some beautiful sunlight beams shone down. I was lying in my bed watching the skies through my bedroom windows. Then I saw something flying slowly above the dark clouds. Immediately I realized it was a dragon. I know it's a dragon from its shape. The reptilian head, long neck, long tail, huge body and the bat-like wings with a wingspan slightly longer than the length of its body from head to tail. But I really couldn't see it clearly because it flew so high in the sky, blocked by the dark clouds, occasionally only to appear in the openings of the clouds where sunlight beams shone down as it flew. So all I could see is just a small shadowy dragon above me. I couldn't see what color it is, but it was a magnificent sight to me. The dragon just soared gracefully in the sky towards the sun, which was still a bit high by then in the west, and the dragon slowly disappeared into the distance. I still remember very clearly of that moment of dragon sighting. I feel very happy and lucky to have saw a real dragon at least once in my life. By the way, I live in uh, the Sabah state of East Malaysia, um, and my home is located at somewhere close to the mountain, to the mountain foot of the Crocker Range. So we often have rains here, and the scenery after rain um, is always very beautiful here. I think that no one else in my town besides me sighted the dragon, though. But nonetheless, I'm very likely lucky to have sighted a dragon in my country. That's so cute. So, I will say it's really fun for them to say. Yeah, I know for a fact it was a dragon, and I couldn't really see it that well. <laughs> but I, like, I know a dragon when I see one. I know a dragon when I see one. I've never seen a dragon before, but this was for sure a dragon, because uh, it was the silhouette of what I think a dragon might look like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, to kind of wrap this up, I'll, come, I'll end it with a comment mentioned in the Iowa sighting post. But we're going to go back to Iowa. 
He says, I live in Iowa and the Grand Mound, uh, or in Grand Mound. We see dragons like that all the time. <laughs> they normally come in the harvest time when the moon is really big and red. They often take cows from my neighbor's pasture. Huh. I myself have spotted these dragons six different times, once in a group of three. Once I saw a large blue one with four wings. Otherwise, they look like the one you descri- like the one you described. So we're talking about the longer brownish green. Yeah. One. And uh, my f- my final thing was I didn't do any digging or coming come up with any theories of what I think these were because it was, it was definitely a dragon. This dragon. Definitely a dragon. It's probably because it's a dragon, maybe. It's just a dragon. I'm not going to Could be a dinosaur. But dinosaurs are probably dragons. Yes. So. Um, I did when I was trying to find, because the Iowa dragon section was so small, I was trying to find some of the more, like, more modern sightings. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I was like, most recent. Dragon sightings in history. Um, and it, I found a site, I don't remember what it was, that had what they claimed was a list of like recent dragon mm-hmm. sightings. And like it was like a chart with their location and a small description. And in it, the one, the first thing that caught my eye, just because it's because it is, I said Arkansas. And I was like, dragons? And Arkansas. So I go, I go find it. Um, and it's um, Williams killed the Goral. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. not a dragon. The gorilla was probably just a dragon. It's <laughs> not a dragon. It's probably a dragon, though. God. Danny and I are getting dragons tattooed. Yes, we are. It's yeah. the plan. That's supposed to be Bailey's birthday present someday. <laughs> Maybe it'll be this one and the next one. <laughs> Who knows? But we're going to get two little dragons. Because we are dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did look up. What's my um, um, what's a scaly persona? <laughs> a scaly persona. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, a scale sona maybe, perhaps. That's my dragon <laughs> Scaly persona. Well, baby, looks that up. I did look up island in Iowa, and Sabula is the only island city in Iowa. The island has a scaly. Scaly. That's my scaly. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Well. So yeah. So now we know that there is an island in Iowa and Bailey is a scaly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, Bailey, yours started off very similar to mine. And I was like, did we actually research the same thing? Uh-oh. We did not. Um. Go fast. I yes. did find the book. Oh. Um, the book that I left blank is um, Extraordinary Animals Revisited, I believe, by Carl P. Shucker. Ooh. No. The book is definitely Extraordinary Animals Revisited. Yeah, I know it is Shucker. Okay. So take that as what you will. Awesome. Cool. Now, yet again, I will bring you a creature who is very specific to one town in the state. <laughs> Just like last time, and of course, Huggy Molly. Oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. I do know what you're doing. I know why they would have started similarly. Yes, exactly. Um, so, because it kept coming up when I was trying to do research online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, let's take a little journey to Van Meter, Iowa. In 1903, with one UG Griffith. Tuesday, September 29th, 1903. Eugene Griffith is on his way home after a particularly long day at work as a salesman. Mm. 
Such a long day, in fact, that he was walking home alone on his route at 1 a.m. As he stretches forward, a blinding light flashes by his field of vision, and he follows it up to a rooftop. Obviously, no one respectable is on a rooftop with a lantern <laughs> at 1 a.m., so Yuji ducks away out of sight to observe the assumed burglar. They move methodically across the rooftop, shining their little light, and suddenly they leap onto another rooftop, farther than any human should be capable of, and then disappear into the night. Parkour. Parkour. <laughs> Frightened by the sight, Yuji hurries the rest of the way home, obviously, as we all would. The next morning, our good man decides to spread the news of this intruder to the others in the town. And he is a respectable man, so they believe him, obviously. <laughs> if he was not a respectable man, it would be an Oscar the Turtle situation. <laughs> and everyone would say, no, stupid. And they would never know that it was there. Uh, so if yeah. you haven't listened to our previous episode, you should. You should, Oscar. <laughs> so the next night, Wednesday, September 30th, around the same hour, the town doctor... Dr. Alcott was snoozing peacefully in his room above his practice, which was a second-story room. He's awoken with a start by a bright, burning light coming through his window. On high alert from the news of UG, that morning he snatches up his gun and goes to confront the voyeur peeping in his sleeping. Okay? Bars. <laughs> he goes up to his window, and he finally gets a good look at this creature peering back at him. Dr. Alcott described Van Meter Visitor as a humanoid with bat-like wings, he also reported that the telltale bright light that came from the creature was from a horn on its forehead. Interesting, right? That's not what I would have thought. Mm -hmm. I originally was like, oh, it's eyes, obviously, but no, forehead horn. Yeah. Um, now, what do you do when you come face to face with a horned bat human? Shut the blinds and. You shoot it, Bailey. Oh, well, <laughs> you shoot it. I don't own a gun. Once. <laughs> and if you just ignore the supernatural, it'll go away. Usually. Uh, but yeah, not once, not twice. No. Dr. Alcott shot this creature five times, or at least shot at it. <laughs> it was kind of yeah. a figure, it was blinded, it was a whole thing. Uh, his efforts were for naught, though, when he noticed that the visitor bound away into the night unharmed. So, immune to bullets, question mark? Bulletproof? Yeah. So, of course, two visits from our winged friend should simply be a coincidence. So, as all good things do, our story comes in threes. <laughs> By this time, as there were two trusted members of this community that had experiences with this humanoid, rumors had begun to kick up, as they do in every small town, like Van Meter. Our next subject had heard of the previous encounters and decided to stay up through the night to keep watch, because he's going to be the one to stop this. The night watcher. <laughs> yes. Mr. Clarence Dunn set up his post on the, in, uh, hello? In the local bank. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in classic American fashion, he brought along his shotgun for protection. Well, he didn't, yeah, I mean, obviously. Obviously. If you're going to go and stay up all night waiting for a bad human and or burglars, you got to have your gun. Uh, he didn't know if he should believe in the bad human mashup situation, but he did definitely think that there were at least burglars, intruders, something like that afoot, okay? And he was not going to be put up with his town being terrorized by these things. So, there were no signs of life outside for quite some time. And Clarence had begun to kind of lose hope in the situation. Lucky for him, our visitor is incredibly punctual. And at 1 a.m., <laughs> the, the Van Meter visitor came back around. This time, it's reported that Clarence had actually been notified of the creature's happenings around him 
by a strangling noise, which is interesting. Uh, and that is what caused him to go on high alert and then go looking for whatever it was. Mm. When he got up to go investigate, that is when he got hit with the blinding light. Mm. <laughs> right in the iris. And he could only see, quote, some sort of great form behind the light. Of course, being the red-blooded gun-toting American he is, he fired his <laughs> shotgun at the guy, okay? <laughs> Much like our previous case, the visitor was completely unharmed and flapped its way into the shadows. Hmm. The next morning, a set of tridactyl footprints could be seen outside of the bank window. Clarence had actually made a mold of these, a cast, uh, but ever since then they have actually been lost, so... We have no... Well, sorry, mold of what? Of the tridactyl footprint outside uh, the bank window. So, three-toed footprint. Uh, but yeah, he made molds of them, and they're gone. So, uh, no evidence of that. <laughs> so, these are the three main sightings. But there are actually many, many more. Uh, now, these townsfolk have had more than enough of this terrorizing their sweet, sweet little town. Okay? So, a crew of people was formed to hunt down this creature, obviously. Obviously. Personally, to me, it sounds a little bit silly to send out a hunt party for a creature who does really nothing other than be a glorified flashlight. But I digress. Well, yeah. They went out to the mines in the town where people had reportedly been seeing seeing these creature this creature creatures fly to after mm-hmm. flashing its little weird headlight and then walking away. It was by this time that there were also reports of strange noises coming from the mines as well. Which, quote, sound as though Satan had and his regiment of imps were coming forth for battle. Interesting. So, yeah. So, now there's at least two cases of sound reports. So, a strangling noise and then a Satan noise. <laughs> Very different sounds, though. You don't know what Satan sounds like. It could sound like he's being strangled. <laughs> like a... You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, the posse posted up in front of the mines to wait for the beast with explicit instruction to come to the police if they see or hear anything strange. Well, it did not take long for the manly, manly men of the group to come scurrying back to town with tails tucked, okay? (laughs) (laughs) They stated to the police that they had seen not one, but two bat humans in the cave. Two? Yeah, two. Though, before they could confront them, obviously, they flew away. So they did not have a chance to confront the bad humans. What is this fucking Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> I think it's where you get the... I don't know. Zubat? I think it's where yes, you, you gotta go to the caves Zubat. and get Zubat. Yeah. I only know first gen, but barely. I know mostly first gen and then some second gen. I played whatever the first. I played one of the Red? Three. I think it was red and blue were the first Maybe. Two. But yeah, so the group, of course, was then sent back to the mines because they ran away very quickly. Uh, <laughs> they, sent, they were sent back to the mines after the report just to see if the creatures would return. Mm-hmm. And just before dawn, they did. They came right on back. And obviously, the motherfuckers didn't learn a damn thing about from the past week of the visitors coming by because their solution was, of course, to shoot at them. It's not <laughs> working, y'all. And just like every attempt before then, they were immune to the firepower. They flew deep into the mines away from the men to be safe and sound in their own mine home. Valid. Now, the men weren't going to follow them into the mines. No. So, with the creatures soundly stored away, they- what up? Bricked it up. Oh. They they bricked the wall up. They just so they're just trapped in there. Yeah, just hide them in there and forget about it. <laughs> well, okay. Four weeks following, volunteers were posted to keep watch of the visitors' return, but nothing. They he didn't. They didn't Jesus this shit. 
They rolled the stone away. After three days. (laughs) (laughs) They just rolled the the bricks away and they're like, bye bye. Bye guys. So that's kind of a wild little story there, isn't it? <laughs> so let's talk about the theories about what these critters may be. What man? Well, actually, okay. You're jumping ahead of time. That's number two again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so first, let me address what these guys are actually said to look like, because I haven't given you like an actual physical no, description. Really. Right, humanoid bat. Yes. They're about Which nine feet tall. Which is just a bat. I mean, yeah, bats are kind of human-like in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but they're about nine feet tall. Large bat-like wings. Horn with light on head. <laughs> head resembled a beaked skull of some type. So, like, imagine human body, big tall, bat wing, plague mask, maybe beak head, maybe plague, kind of plague masky. Ooh. Yeah. Not cute. <laughs> Remember horn on head, also. Little horn with light. Yeah. So, <laughs> theory number one. What are those fish? Uh, the, the lantern ones. Is that a lantern fish? Is that what that's called? No, it's got like a different name. You can tell. It's got like a different name. <laughs> <laughs> so theory number one is Jersey Devils. Anglerfish. Ang- uh, anglerfish. That's right. Yeah. Theory number one is Jersey Devils. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with Jersey Devils. So the devil is more goat-esque and uh. very, like, a lot less humanoid. Iowa and Jersey are also pretty damn far apart from each other. Uh, I actually looked this all up because it was important to my brain to know how the distance. Uh, Trenton to Van Meter is 1,117 miles, aka about 16 hours and 41 minutes via car and a two-ish hour flight. And I put the flight in there because these creatures have wings. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think they're flying at the speed of a plane. I don't think so. So So we'll guesstimate... Eight-ish hours for the Van Meter visitor to get back and forth, okay? (laughs) Also, the devil is said to be much smaller than what the visitor is. Mm. And the devil has lots of reports of livestock killing and, like, kind of general terror of, act, like, actual physical terror to the town. Mm-hmm. Whereas the visitor just kind of flashes a little light. Also, the lack of headlight on <laughs> Jersey Devils perhaps is is pretty telling that I don't think the they, um, the devil. They did a Rudolph. And yeah. Just... Just one. Rue one. <laughs> Just one Jersey Devil. That's a light on its head. <laughs> What's the theory behind Rudolph and why in the world is he ever right up nose? That's a really good question. Uh, listen, <laughs> we want to get on that really quick. <laughs> theory number two, as I had said, is Mothman, which is much more likely than Jersey Devil to me. I think it's just because there's a winged humanoid. Exactly. Well, okay. So some say that Mothman Does has he glowing sound like- eyes. That's our Mothman call via Shane and Ryan from X BuzzFeed Unsolved Current Watcher. Watcher. Yeah, they're my faves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mothman has said some in some cases to have glowing eyes. Yes. Which, if you're being but it's blinded, glowing red though. But if you're being blinded by it, it could like if they're bright enough to blind, it could just be like, oh, there's a horn. Well, actually, you use red light to help night vision. I guess. So, it's iffy. It's iffy, but it's a little bit closer to Goatman. Goatman? Fuck you, Goatman. (laughs) Jersey Devil-esque individual. Yeah. To, you know, Mothman situation. Um, It's a similar size to the visitor, 
they're told they're an extra tall human type figure. Mm-hmm. The only real difference is that the visitor is much more batty. So it could be that like Mothman's molting. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, again, West Virginia and Iowa are still pretty distant, though closer than New Jersey. Uh, Point Pleasant Van Meter, which is or what? Point, <laughs> Point Pleasant, West Virginia is where Mothman is from. And that's where the, the statue of Mothman is. Love it. Take me home to the place <laughs> I'm alone. Are we going to get copyright strike for that? West Virginia. Uh, but yeah, so it's about an 11 hour drive, which is kind of like a one and a half hour flight by plane. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more likely that it could be a Mothman. Another option is obviously, as it typically is, dinosaur. Could be a dinosaur. I don't know. It's not where my mind was headed. Could always be a dinosaur, baby. Always. Always could be a dinosaur. Uh, could be a long-lost pterosaur that can live in the mines because, you know, certain types of dinosaur could live in caves and stuff. So why not? Uh, we don't know what's down there, my guys. So really the only thing to disprove this is that fossils don't really line up with the idea of this bat-human-esque thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't know shit about shit. We don't know shit about bones. And they're kind of just like a puzzle with no picture. So who really knows? <laughs> but I don't think it's a dinosaur. Too human-esque to be a dinosaur. I feel like no dinosaurs that we have like, thought of at this point look like that. Mm-hmm. Which I know is what the bone comment is about. But still, it, I get the idea that it could be. But I don't, I don't think so. Uh, number four. Obviously, again, always an option. Extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, there's always a possibility that it can come from space. We don't know shit about space. Yep. <laughs> could it come from space? That's all I have on that one. It just could, because I mean, there's no really way to prove or deny that one. It could have just come from space. Uh, number five is the most likely one, but it has to be mentioned. It could be a hoax. They're always a hoax. They're always a hoax. But, okay, so most likely it's a guy in a suit, right? But how fly? How do you fly? So I looked a bunch of stuff up about flying. (laughs) Planes were actually invented that year in 1903, just about three months later from our, so they were in the works before that. But in December of 1903 is when the Wright brothers took their first four flights. Mm -hmm. So the technology is there for flight, right? We really hadn't successfully done human flight. Exactly. So that's the thing is that maybe they had the technology to fly, but it probably wasn't just some random guy in Van Meter, Iowa, who knew how to fly. Um, plus, really, I mean, it could be like a gliding situation where if you had some kind of wing mm-hmm. contraption, you I could glide, which is, might be why he was on rooftops. But again, that just, if he's going all the way to the mines, you've got to be able to have some flappage there. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it would hold up being a. Our bones are too, too dense. Too to dense. Fly. Yeah, birds' bones are hollow for flight. Yep. So are pterosaurs. That'll come along later. I'll pose you a sixth theory. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> well, no. Um, Person with hollow bones? No. I don't know. It sounds a lot like... Um, <laughs> there's a very like famous novel series right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like three of the main characters of what the fandom is literally... The, the bat boys um they're like fae oh um they're like fairy type creatures with bat wings so this could be a fairy a little too big to be a fairy, <laughs> fairy. 
but yeah yeah so um, for those who sorry, if some of those the that's the Akatar series so a court of thorns and roses oh. um by sarah j moss which those of you who like, have read it know exactly what i'm talking about yeah um, hi jamie i need you to finish rereading the series so we can talk about it <laughs> uh, well she like made it through two and she was like, I'm going to reread it before I like read the next one. And I think she's still back on the first one. Oh my so, God. Jamie, I need you to hurry up. We need to talk because some shit's about to go down. <laughs> and you haven't gotten there yet. So, <laughs> I read I these back in like early summer, but. Yeah. It was a very good series. I want to read it now. I love it. Jamie owns the book. Story. So, maybe once she's done, she'll Jamie, hand them over. Jamie? Leave her on. <laughs> <laughs> Give them over. Uh, so there's a sixth kind of like theory, but it's kind of similar to what I've been saying is essentially we don't know shit about shit. So my favorite take is actually user Risky on the Astonishing Legends blog post. Uh, Astonishing Legends is a site that I actually use a lot for a lot of my cryptids. Mm. Uh, they just always have just write what I need. They always have like everything compiled in a really good way, in a very storytelling way that I enjoy. Uh, so yeah, it was two years ago that this was commented. And they say... Just another case of or dimensioned, another crossing paths. Happens at various times when we read in many other reports of cryptids, UFOs, strange other creatures, happenings in the cosmos. There are many alive, strange things to us, species in our oceans that we don't even know of, yet to be found. Mankind is just so much more has just so much more to learn. And we will never know everything. It's impossible. We ourselves are just babies in the universe compared to the overall age of time and space. Wow. I love it. I'm like, yeah. It's deep and I didn't process it. Yeah. We don't know shit about shit. <laughs> yeah. So, to close, there's actually a Van Meter Visitor Festival. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, it's similar to the Turtle Days. Go watch, read, listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, other episode. None of the senses that you need for that one. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to the Turtle Days Festival, the festival is held every September like the first sightings, the like with the five five or so days that the sightings took place. Uh-huh. Um, you can actually go see locals sell crafts and art based on their very own fantastic piece, the Van Meter Visitor, as and well. And where to find them. <laughs> More <Stop>. references. <laughs> uh, you, there are also other cryptids featured there. So I actually, I saw an image from the festival that was, uh, they had like one of those little canopy things and the banner on it said the Hodag. So they were selling things related to the Hodag, which is so fun. It's actually hosted by some pretty big names, uh, such as Kevin Lee Nelson, who's a huge name in the cryptid hunting realm of things. He's not a cryptozoologist, but he's a cryptid hunter. Uh, He actually co-authored a book about the Van Meter Visitor. And I believe it's called The Van Meter Visitor. He looks real fucking cool. He does look cool. He's cool, he's He's a cool thing. That's a Pokemon, and I want it to be he real. Looks like a Pokemon. It's the image I'm putting on the Instagram. Good. Not yeah. as humanoid as you'd think, but yeah. Well, there are some cases of like people saying that they saw it hunched over and stuff like that, but it's typically thought of a, as a bipedal. That's a dinosaur. That's literally just a pterosaur. <laughs> <laughs> they just copy pasted some kind of pterodactyl and put it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Van Meter Visitor uh, is awesome, and the Van Meter Visitor is a Chad. And the are just dragons. dragons, chads, 
Every dragon is shad and you can't make that mind. <laughs> so yeah. Pretty fun times. Ooh. What? So I'm just looking at Oh, that one's awful. That's just a dragon. That's a dinosaur with wings. That is a dinosaur. That's a very dinosaur-like head. That is a dinosaur-like head. So we're talking about things that you guys can't physically see and I know That's why we describe need it. to have video. <laughs> no. Excuse me. Ow. <laughs> We can't do video because you're topless and... I'm not completely tired. Okay, there's only tubes, all right? <laughs> it's just the tubes. I am pumping right now, if you didn't know. <laughs> I'm, sure it, I'm sure they can hear it, but... But yeah, that's Iowa. Watch out for the sky in Iowa. Yeah, they're all <laughs> flight creatures. Don't don't look up. Just but honestly, I up. think those are really the only two, and it seems they've kind of like disappeared, so I think you're fine. Yeah, the man visitors are... Well, another theory is that, like, the Van Meter visitors themselves, like, regardless of what they are, the Van Meter visitors likely do not show up anymore because they either are living out their best lives in the cave or they died in the cave. <laughs> so. I don't know how much of a food source there is. Or exactly. what their food source I is. Know, there was no kind of attacks or anything from the visitor. Mm -hmm. They just were around. The original sightings didn't really say anything about livestock until... The one extra comment. Yeah. That was like, I see him all the time. Livestock goes missing. The cows just just gone. Just gone. Bye cows. Yeah, so winged creatures in Iowa are plentiful, obviously. Yeah. So watch out for them skies. Although I think you're pretty safe still, because dragons seem awesome and the Van Meter visitor is stuck in a cave. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you're good. Totally. Yeah. Well, well, I don't think we can stall this one any longer. I don't think so. I've been Bailey. And I've been Bailey. Bye. Bye. We didn't plug our. No. Okay. Pause. Media. Don't leave just yet. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait right there. Before you go. You could though. Ooh, this is a fun little like in credits thing, like in Marvel. <laughs> you could go to our Instagram. Or the your podcast. Or you can even tweet us. Addy podcast, A-T-T-Y. Yeah, and you can also shoot us an email about your Van Meter visitor tales or dragon tales. Dragon tales. Addypodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> wow, we're on one. Yeah. Okay, for real this time, bye. Bye. <laughs>